service. It's awesome to have you join us. So I want to share with you this morning, you know, something God's been teaching me. Um, it's, I suppose we're always on a journey. We're always learning. We're always growing. And, and I want to share with you today, I suppose, a, a journey God's had me on this year in particular. And, um, and, that, and that, I suppose, is, is not, just, not just being functional. And the rest of that title will make sense by the end. But for me, I want to have purpose. I want to have um, life in everything that I do. And in 1 Peter 2.9, God says, For you are a chosen people, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result of this, you can show the others goodness, God's goodness. For he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. I just want to pray this morning before we start. God, I just thank you, Father, for your word today, Lord Jesus. I just thank you, Father, for our hearts to be open, Lord Jesus, to receive what you want to do for us today. And as we've just sung, Lord God, we thank you that your grace is on our side. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a bigger God than anything that we're walking through. And we just pray that in Jesus' name that your words would come through me today as I share. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm a... I'm a I'm a nurse by profession and I work at a um, local GP practice and um, one of my roles on the day that I'm, I'm at the clinic is, is wound care. So we're going to have a bit of a biology lesson this morning on wound care and if you um, want to take up nursing, you can come and see me after if it doesn't gross you out. No. But um, people that normally come see me for wound care are ones that normally need help healing their wounds. I don't just see someone once and put a band-aid on it and say, see you later. They may have had an operation or they've had an accident. They come in, a wound's infected and need some extra TLC, whether that be antibiotics from the doctor or a bit of follow-up day after day or every few days. So, you know, I work Tuesdays and they might come back Thursday and then by the following Tuesday, I'm constantly always astounded or grossed out how that wound then looks. Like a week later can make such a difference, such a difference. So it's either healed and I'm just like, wow, our bodies are amazing. You know, a bit of, a bit of um, TLC and the right environment with a bit of knowledge can make such a difference. And then other times the wound's broken down even more and we're like, right, we need the next level of intervention. You know, let's look into this further. So I suppose... Um, they come in with an infection or most of the time, I suppose, it's with a chronic illness that's slowing down the healing process. And, um, yeah, they come in until they no longer need our help. And our bodies are absolutely amazing. God has designed them with a healing process of our own. Our bodies have a natural response. And I want to relate some of these to our spiritual life this morning. So let's get started with our biology lesson. These are the four stages of any wound healing. So physically, this is what happens to your body. We cut ourselves. It's called hemostasis is our first stage. We'll go to the next slide and explain it a bit more. So it's the wound is guarded by clotting. We cut ourselves. We start bleeding and straight away our body tries to slow it down by forming a clot to minimize further blood loss and protect the wound. Spiritually, mentally and emotionally, we all have default reactions. These can be good and these can be bad. And um, I suppose history tells me that most of the time our reactions 
aren't normally ones we've chosen. They've been taught or learned, I suppose, by how we've seen our parents or our, the generational way of responding to something. You know, how our dad responded to her, to a mum or whatever it be. That's normally how we learn our default reaction. So our second stage is the inflammatory phase stage where swelling occurs as the body tells healing cells to release fluid to control the bleeding and prevent infection as repair cells start to move towards the injury. So you see it puff up, you see the fluid go there, it's a bit fun to touch. Um, but this physically or I suppose emotionally is us guarding. We protect and defend ourselves when trauma has occurred. We put our walls up. The third stage is the proliferative stage. New tissue starts to form. We start to heal with healthy blood vessel structures and the wound starts to shrink or contract. This is us able to let our, our guard down a little. We start to move on a, uh, a bit and maybe we let others back in a tad. Maybe it, for women, <laughs> is easier to talk to without crying. Maybe you men cry lots too, but I think God gave that gene to women. Um, because it feels a little less painful to talk about in this stage. And our last stage is the maturation stage or remodeling stage. The repairing cells from stage two in the inflammation process are removed, the swelling goes down and new blood vessels continue, most of the time quite slowly, to rebuild, strengthen and repair our wounds. We know that time heals things. We slowly start to move on. Sometimes this is in a new guarded way to not let ourselves be hurt again and sometimes it's in a strengthened way from the experience we've just gone through. Anywhere along this cycle, human error, infection, neglect, I like to say uneducation sometimes because they come into the clinic and are sometimes a bit clueless about their wound. The old wives myth of just get some salt water on it or I'll let the air dry it. We're always rolling our eyes up. Um, but further help is required to help aid the body at the natural process. So God has designed our bodies and emotionally and spiritually, physically, this stages of healing. But unfortunately, what we call in the medical profession, environmental factors have a play. And that can mean bacteria, that can mean we neglected the wound, Whatever it might be, you're in a dirty environment, it's not sterile. And um, so the, or you've got a chronic illness and sometimes that's hindered. But however we've sustained a wound, we've all, we've all either got one right now or we've all had them and you know what I'm talking about. If you're accident prone like me, you have many. But um, I suppose it's how we deal with them that will determine the healing process the time it takes to heal and if something returns to its full function from healing or remains somewhat hindered. So like I said, our bodies are really amazing at this natural response and they want to, but sometimes we have to stop and listen and look at the environmental factors also affecting and realise that it may not be, be healing. That with an injury to your body, no matter how severe or small, wounds will have some impact to our bodies for a period of healing time. That person that has come in with a post-operative wound cannot just get up and run a marathon. 
that needs to take time to heal the wound, rehabilitate the wound and their bodies back to regain function. So I know this might sound like a really logical message and or a biological message, but um, I suppose having seen my grandparents be pastors and grow up as a pastor's kid and serve on leadership with Pastor Rob and Pauline, that hurt people hurt people. And I constantly see dysfunction in the church because of hurt, of pain, of wounds not healing. And I suppose it's been on me to play my role and let God teach me on how to not be a hurt person. That not healing well or ignoring our issues is sometimes easier because when we cut ourselves, it hurts. When we want to heal, it hurts. And sometimes that pain is not nice to go through, so we ignore or we push it down or we push it away. But I think in the long run that causes more damage than it does good. That it's easier at times to ignore the healing process and think our bodies are naturally doing their thing. Just, oh, you wound, you just, you just heal. But really the wound has stung a little deeper and gradually worsening and becomes infected or gets worse. And like I said, the outcome of a wound not getting better will cause more severe damage in the long run or crippling effects than taking the time to go through a healing process when it first happens. We see something called scar tissue, point two of my lecture this morning. (laughs) Um, It's called scar tissue. Our natural way, if you've got a, a wound that's a gaping V or something that doesn't close well, we all have probably a scar or two from something. It's a very natural reaction. But the point to a scar tissue is that it feels, but that point is that it becomes numb. That area of scar tissue is numb. You lose nerve, feeling. I have a nice scar on my elbow here. It's kind of purposeless, but I don't feel anything in it. You know, but that I have worse than it should have been because I didn't get stitches when it happened or it didn't get the proper process when it happened. So where a wound would heal well in a simple, clean, sterile environment creates this scar tissue. And that's where it comes to being a functional state versus being a purposeful part of our body. So the natural filler, the scar tissue, if a wound doesn't close well, it needs something else to bridge the gap from underneath the surface. So sometimes it looks like we've healed from the top, but underneath the surface we are still wounded. We're numb to it because we want to detach from the emotion. We don't want to feel the pain that we're going through, but we know it's still there when someone says something, when we've been rejected, when we have a relationship breakdown, whatever it might be, when we go through hardship, to me our scars are revealed. Our weak spots or our wounds are revealed. And, you know, people don't mean to push our buttons most of the time. Something someone says and how I, t- how I take it is generally not how they meant it. It's but because I'm hurt still, under the surface, I take it or react a certain way. So we detach because the vulnerability of healing, of going through the pain to heal, hurts. So when we try in our own strength to heal our wounds, 
we think that maybe that little vent to a friend or the sarcastic comment when someone does mention a neglect, like uh, an offence or neglect, we only ever we will only ever be able to heal ourselves back to a functional state and not a purposeful state. Our wounds may heal or we think they've healed and we can function again. My arm might move again from being broken or whatever. But is it stronger than it was before? Does it serve the same purpose as it did before or better yet what God still has planned for it or is there still weak spots in it because I didn't let it heal properly the first time? So Psalms 139.13 said, You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. See, God has made you so intricately and designed us so thoughtfully, even thought out the healing process for us, that every part of you has a function. I'm still yet to work out what the appendix's function is, but God knows, apparently. <laughs> anyway, when God is part of the healing process, our wounds can be made completely whole again. We can go from step one to step four and have a completely healed wound. Picture just a, a drinking glass that's fallen on the floor and smashed. And here we are in our own strength trying to put it back together. We have a shattered glass that looks like a shattered glass, but it's all glued back together. It's functional. You could probably drink from that glass, couldn't you? Is a dishwasher safe still? Probably not. It would probably re-shatter. Can it, can it, is it stronger than before? No. You always live in a shattered, oh sorry, in a fragile state. So we've always staying in the inflammatory phase of stage two of our healing, the protecting, the guarding. Don't let anything happen to me again because I'm too fractured or wounded and I want to stay safe. So we're functional, but we're not purposeful. We can't do anything more than that function. Whereas if we picture the drinking glass and using God healing process to put us back together. He builds us stronger and he builds us without any shatters. He builds us completely to function fully and have full purpose and go from strength to strength. In Isaiah 40:31 it says those who hope in the Lord will renew our strength. God has called us to heal well, to not only get through this Christian walk, not only as functioning Christians, but as purposeful Christians, getting stronger and leading the example for the other parts of the body of Christ. Romans 12, 4-5 says, For just as each of us have one body with many members, and these bodies do not have all the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. See, you as, a, as an individual are part of a bigger limb. We read that, that we're part of the body of Christ. And when we're injured, the rest of the body has to compensate for us. That's okay for your, the period of time that you're healing. But if you stay there, it has to carry you for the long haul. And that gets draining, that gets tiring if we are all injured parts of that body. So we need to learn to heal well to then help others heal well as well and be a functioning and purposeful part of the body of Christ. A limb has to carry your injury, and sometimes it's not long before the entire limb function is affected. Let's just say we cut our knee, and instead of healing, the limb gets worse or the knee gets infected. Then we've got a limp because it's painful and it's sore, and maybe a scar starts to form that is 
causing you to not be able to bend your knee properly. You can fun- you're functionally walking, but what if God called you to be a marathon runner? Could you do it? We can't have the purpose that God created us to be because that wound never healed as God could heal it. It's formed a scar and also that body part is functioning, on beh- is compensating, sorry, on behalf of the body. So then our hip hurts because we're then hobbling and then our back hurts and it travels up the body. And all of a sudden we stay in a worse state because the damage is greater than if we took the time to let God heal us from a simple cut on the knee that affects the whole body later. So you're a part of a limb, an arm, a leg, the, part, the body of Christ, and we have the ability to aid each other as God aids us as individuals with our wound healing stages. If things don't heal, they die. Don't stay hurt. That part of you will die and in turn not bring life to the body of Christ. We need to heal well so we can not only be functional but purposeful. In Psalms 147.3 it says, He healed, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up that, their wounds. Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in him. You know, this year I was saying how God's been teaching me this more so. That stuff, God bringing stuff up from years ago, it hurts. It hurts. But I'm learning this more than ever that to be a purposeful Christian, God needs to heal those areas of my life. I want to have purpose in everything I touch and do. And I'm really thankful for the purposeful Christians, I suppose, that have surrounded me to carry me or are still carrying me through my healing process. Whereas if... I'm surrounded by people that are just functioning as well. We can't carry each other for very long. I have needed people around me, particularly this year, to ring me, to encourage me, to let, remind me, to let God heal me. To not just survive through the process, but to function well through the process. And one of my strengths is to just forgive and forget. Just just move on quickly. I don't really hold too many offences, but it also becomes a weakness because I don't stop and let God heal me. I don't give him the time. I should say I haven't given God the time, but I will give God the time to process the pain and the hurt with me. I just want to keep moving. I just want to keep moving on because I want to get operational again. But I have worked out that I know I don't want to be a hinder to myself, my family, or the body of Christ because I haven't healed well. In where my body of the where my part of the body is to strengthen and operate purposefully, I don't want to just be functional. In Colossians 2.19, it says, Christ is the head. We Christians make up his body, and we are joined together as a body, is held together. And our strength to grow comes from Christ. See, God is the head and the head is the control center that sends all of these signals of healing to our body or the hurted area, hurt area. But quite often we take it into our own hands and try and direct the healing process. We try and teach ourselves the healing stages. 
And I suppose for me, something that has helped me grow, like I said, other than people around me is thankfulness, is gratitude. Gratitude works from the inside out and you'll see it in all, you'll see its fruit in all areas of your life if we can be thankful. See, I am thankful for God. I'm thankful that He takes the time to teach me how to heal. That He hasn't overlooked my wounds from the past. That He wants to bring them back up and the pain of going through them again will be worth it in the long run because I will have a fully functional cut knee that all of a sudden allows me to not just walk fully but run as I should, as He's created me to be, with purpose, not just function. I am so thankful for the limbs around me as such, the body of Christ that has carried me through or is still carrying me through my healing process. This in turn, I hope that then I can help heal others the right way, the way God intends to then have a healthy body of Christ that is running the marathon for God and not limbs that are dying off, pulling down one another. I hope I can help when they need it because I am stronger, because God has repaired my wounds like that broken shattered glass and looking at it, you wouldn't even know that I was once broken because there's no shatters, I'm not fragile, I am stronger than ever and I have gone from glory to glory and strength for strength. That is the restoration God intends for us. He doesn't want us to be fragile Christians, that even if a non-Christian was to say something, you melt. We need to teach them how to heal well. We need to teach our community how to be stronger because of the God that has restored us, that has healed us. Quite often these chronic illnesses, when someone's going through with a wound, will slow down that healing process. You throw diabetes into a cut knee, all of a sudden that they may not even be able to walk while that thing's healing because of how slow the process is. You may have a chronic illness that's been a traumatised childhood. You may not have the best home life to go back to or broken relationships all around you. That will mean healing is slow. But it doesn't mean that God's not doing it or doesn't want to. He doesn't want you to just move on, have the quick fix. He wants to make you stronger. Because imagine being stronger and going back to that environment or seeing your mother again, whatever it might be from past her in your childhood. And they see this strong, significant, independent person who believes in a God that's healed them completely, no matter what came against them versus someone that's damaged goods as such for the rest of their life. God doesn't do damaged goods. God will completely restore that broken glass. Why don't we stand this morning? I want to pray for us today. I want to pray for the past wounds, the past hurts and future wounds that God, we, that we would know how to heal well. Like I said, it, we may have scar tissue under the surface. You know it's there. Others, or sometimes we don't know it's there because we have detached ourselves. That scar tissue is numb because that's what scar tissue does. It fills a gap, it makes us feel better to move on, but it also means there's no feeling, there's no pain, but it also minimizes function and purpose. So why don't you close your eyes? I wanna pray for you this morning. God, I just thank you, Father. God, we don't wanna just live in a state of function and only half heal to the second stage, Father. 
We want to be able to remodel. We want to be able to move on, Lord God, the way you intended us to. So that we aren't just functional Christians, God, but that we are purposeful Christians. Lord Jesus, I want to be able to teach those around me what you are capable of, Lord Jesus. I thank you for the old wounds in this building today, God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the pain it might take to reopen those wounds, that you have promised your Holy Spirit to comfort and to guide. Lord God, you have you will walk through us, walk with us the entirety of that healing process. God, renew that brokenness, the shattered glass. And where we've tried to take control of putting ourselves back together, God, we give it to you. Lord Father, heal our wounds. Show us where we're numb, God. It may hurt, Father, but we want to be restored to full purpose and not just function, Lord. I just thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our hearts today, God. I thank you that we can uplift each other as the body of Christ, as you've intended to be a stronger limb, Lord God, and allow you to be the head, Jesus, and not take control of it. Thank you, Father. I just also want to pray this morning for those that may not know him today, for those that don't know this amazing physician or healer or who he's created you to be. If you want to meet Jesus this morning, why don't you raise your hand? And we're going to say a prayer together. Right, I'm just going to pray for you. God, I just thank you, Father, right now, Father, for those that don't know you, God, watching online or in this building, God, we just thank you, Father, that you are our Saviour. You are our restorer. And on that cross, God, you promised to take all of our brokenness. And as we've sung this morning, we open up our heart to you. We don't want anything off limits. So we just ask that you would come into our heart. Come into our heart and clean us. Clear our slate, make us new again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to me this morning. Welcome, Pastor.